Welcome to the Today's Leader Podcast, where leadership is influence and influence is today's leader. With your host, Jay Goff. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Today's Leader podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be speaking about how to become an A-list leader, an A-list leader. You know, we all want to become an A-lister on somebody's list, right? You know, it's that the A-list is that list, just like in Hollywood, where you have your A-listers. These are your top names. These are the people that are are making things happen and have the greatest influence. And being an A-list leader is not unlike that. So what is an A-list leader all about? Well, an A-lister leader has the the credibility, it has the the influence, it has the, the certain qualifications and values and traits of all of these things that is starts with the letter A. It all starts with the letter A. So I'm not going to go down the whole alphabet, but I'll tell you what the A stands for. And I'll tell you why I think it's important we start off with the A's. Because if you, if you as a leader, you aspire to become a leader, you've got to have these A things, these, these qualities to be an absolute A-list leader. So what are they? Well, I won't waste any of your time. I'm just going to jump right into it. You know, one of the things that we always hope that leaders will be is we have this thing called the open door policy, right? The open door policy, it almost seems like it's mandatory that you have an open door policy, but how many doors are actually open? You see, you have accessibility. That's the A. That's the first A, accessibility. Is your leader accessible? Now, we all have leaders that say that they're accessible. They say, yes, please do come to me. My door is always open. But how many of those leaders are actually approachable? Approachable. You know, because I've seen doors that were open, but it seemed like you had to cross a moat, like like the moat that goes around a castle. And in the moat, there are alligators. There are landmines. There are spikes. There's all these other things you got to get through in order to get through that door. So they're on the other side with the door open and saying, come on in. But in the meantime, you're like, I'm not sure I really want to cross this moat. Because this could be pretty pretty dangerous. This could be detrimental. This, this, could, this could harm me. And so we don't. We don't take that step. Now, as a leader, you need to understand that not only should you be accessible, they should have access to you. Otherwise, if your people can't access you, you're not really leading. You're you're kind of like the Wizard of Oz. You're behind a curtain, and you're calling all the shots, and you've got everybody uh, manipulated in believing that they're doing the you know that they're in a good organization. But what happens is when you pull the curtain back, you're not much of a leader. You're influencing, but not in a way that really is going to add value. What makes that guy different? What makes the accessible leader different is he is also approachable. There's no moats. There's no landmines. There's no, oh my gosh, if I go in there and speak to them uh, with this with this issue, this concern, this problem, or a thought, I, I might not leave there with a job. I'm, I, might, I, might, I might leave there feeling like I just got beat up. 
You see, that's a problem in many organizations. If you ask any organization, I would say 98% of the organizations, if you ask them, what is the, what is the biggest, biggest conflict? What is the biggest problem that you have in your organization? And they'll tell you. Communication. Lack of communication. Both up and down and aside. Side to side. And that's in most organizations. So what can we do about that? Well, we've got to be accessible and approachable. Because without an approachable mindset, an approachable team, an approachable attitude, uh, ability, that then people aren't going to come to you. And you're not going to be as successful an organization as you could be when you've got everybody's input. And everybody feels free to come to you and share with you. Now, a lot of that comes down to another word that makes a, an A-list leader is attitude. What is your attitude? You see, you may say you're in a great mood, but your words, your actions, they may say something differently. And your words, your actions, those are attached to your attitude. You see, how we feel on the inside is how we express ourselves on the outside. How many people do you know that say, that? oh, I'm fine. But yet, the words themselves don't really match up with the attitude that they're expressing. Do people know what your attitude is? Do they feel that they have that you have their best interest at heart? Do they feel like you care about them? I love what my mentor John Maxwell says that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And how do they know that you care? Well, it's your attitude. It's your approachability. It's your accessibility. All the things I'm going to share with you this on this podcast, the A-list of a leader, the A-list, what makes you an A-list leader, okay? These are all things that people are looking at you and they're judging you. Are you going to be an A-list leader? Can they feel like they can follow you? Let's hit some other points. Authenticity. Are you for real? Are you for real? You know, I've seen leaders who sadly, they get into a position and as soon as they get into a position of authority, they tend to forget that where they came from. They tend to forget that, that they too had their own opinions about their leaders. And they too would often say, you know, if that leader would behave this way, or, or show that they care for me, or they came and they, they walked slowly through the crowd with us, that they ask me questions, I might feel like he cares for me. And I might feel like if, if he cares for me, that I might feel be just a bit more inclined to do my very best. I might even exceed that. Are you authentic? When you know you've made a mistake, do you share that with your with your people? Say, hey, look, guys, I made a mistake. I made a bad call. I am so sorry. Uh, we're going to overcome this. I'd like your support, your help. You see, it's amazing that the old terminology, never let them see you sweat, right? You remember that? Never let them see you sweat. <laughs> they see you sweat. Your team members know you're stressed out. So why not share with them? Here's what I know. If you are a leader, you're not always the smartest person in the room. Matter of fact, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need a new room because you're not growing, you're not expanding, and your team members really aren't contributing as well as they could. 
any organization that will succeed and exceed expectations will be invested in what the wisdom, the experience, the ideas of their team members have to share. So you want to be the one to step up and say, hey guys, I'm holding a position because somebody has to hold a position of authority, but I cannot do my job. Matter of fact, I refuse to hold this position unless I know that I can work with you and you can work with me and I will invest in your time if you'll invest in my time and we will succeed together. The only way that this organization can succeed is not by my efforts, by yours, and yours matters a lot. And so a leader will come in and say, look, I don't have all the answers, but I know that you guys have a lot of answers and together we can come up with what the solutions and the answers are. And I'll be depending on you quite heavily. You see, you're the, in a position to make the decisions, the final decisions, but you've got to have the right people around you. You've got to have a team that feels that they can come to you and they feel safe and that there's no, no ramifications for coming and sharing with you times when, when maybe they see something that could be better. So you want to be authentic. You want to share with them. Uh, you know, I would attach the word vulnerable, vulnerable even to the word authentic because people know when you're sweating. Don't think they don't. Accountability. That's another A word. Accountability. Remember this, leaders. You hold your people accountable, but let me tell you something, a little secret. I'm going to whisper this in your ear, okay? But I want you to let it sink in. They're also holding you accountable. You see, remember that leaders are not there to be served. A leader is there to serve. A leader is not in that position to be served. They are put in that position to serve. So the people that are on your team, you are at their call. They're not at your call. They are at your call. I mean, you are at their call. When they need something, you need to answer. When they need resources, you need to resource them. When they need direction, you need to direct. When they need confirmations, you need to confirm. When they need anything, you need to fill that need so they can do their job. When they do their job and you've done yours by providing them all the resources and equipment and supplies and, and information they need, then they're going to do their very best and that's going to make you shine. The best way to shine your polish as a leader is not to shine it yourself, but to let others shine it for you. Here's what I know. You don't need to go around telling people that you're a leader. If you're going around telling people that you're a leader, okay, and, and nobody else is saying it, you're not leading. Matter of fact, you're dreaming. <laughs> you're dreaming of being a leader. You see, real leaders don't have to toot their own horn because they'll have a whole orchestra performing the music for you. You got that? A real leader does not ever have to toot their own horn because they'll have a full orchestra performing the music for you. Your people are the ones who determine whether or not you're a leader or if you're a boss. And a boss is, according to the wonderful world of Jayisms, a boss is a bully on supervisory status. You see, when I've shared that concept, and that's a topic for another uh, episode, but bullies, bullies on supervisory status, that is a boss. When you realize that there's a difference between being a boss and a leader, you're not going to want to be a boss anymore. In fact, you'll probably go in your office and anything that said boss on it, you're going to want to get rid of it. 
lead like a boss. Mm, that's an oxymoronics quote. That's totally oxymoronic. Lead like a boss. No. Don't be a boss lady. Don't be a boss man. Don't live like a boss. Don't lead like a boss. Lead like a leader. Live like a leader. You know, I did a, a presentation for some business leaders one time, and I was, I was speaking about how to become master connectors and communicators with their people and helping them identify the difference between um, uh, connecting with people and correcting people, uh, the difference between communicating and connecting, um, you know, between influence and intimidation, these things. And I shared with them uh, that a boss intimidates for compliance, whereas a leader influences for commitment. You see, if you want commitment from your people, you'll influence them in a, such a way that they are inspired to do their very best. That's what a leader does. But if you only want them to be compliant to the rules and the standards, let me tell you something. Bosses have people on their, on their teams that are compliant to the rules just enough to keep from getting fired. But they don't exceed that. They don't excel beyond that. Now, there are exceptions, of course. There are those that have a higher level of integrity. No matter what setting they're in, they will always do their very best and beyond. Unfortunately, bosses that see that kind of person will also abuse that kind of person and use them for everything. While somebody else over here is just doing status quo, will get by with so much and not be as committed. And what will happen... You burn out your good people, and you'll find yourself that the only people working for you are the ones you wish would really leave. <laughs> and the ones that left are the ones you wish would have stayed. And that's why you, as a leader, need to understand you're an influencer, good or bad. Bosses influence for negative, leaders influence positively. You've got to make a decision. Am I going to lead by influence? Or by intimidation. Affirmations. That's another wonderful A on the A list. Affirmations. Always affirm your people. Let them know they're doing a great job. And let them know they're doing it publicly and privately. Call them in. Let them know what a wonderful job they're doing for you. And here's the thing. They don't have to go from a 5 to a 10 before you call them in and affirm them. If they are at a 5, Give them affirmations because when you affirm people for their contribution to the organization, when you affirm them, they're going to want to step it up a little more. They're going to want to give you more energy. They're going to want to show up when they need to show up. They're going to want to contribute more. The level of commitment upon those that are affirm, uh, that are uh, uh, have uh, consistent affirmations, elevate. The number of those who, who, who receive positive affirmations will elevate their level of commitment. If you have somebody who's not committed and they're only compliant, maybe they're seeking a little uh, care and compassion and, and, and affirmations from you. Go and let them know how much you appreciate them. Go and let them know that the organization cannot succeed unless people like them do what they do. So thank them for being there. Thank them for doing their job. It's an LJ, wait a minute. I, I do thank them. They get a paycheck. That's my affirmation. No, no, that's just a paycheck. That's a result of the, uh, that is only a result of the actions they've taken along being with compliant. You're compliant in giving them a paycheck because if you're not, they're going to leave. 
So a paycheck is not enough for people to feel like they have great significance and value. You need to affirm them. And if you're not in the practice of doing that, start today. Start today. When would now be a good time to start? Hmm. The answer is within the question. So affirm. Abilities. What makes an A-list leader? Abilities. Listen, you're always growing, always developing. Okay, Leaders grow. Bosses get to a point and they stop growing. They figure, I know everything I need to know. I don't need to know anymore. Right? As a matter of fact, I, I've, I've said that that when the teacher when the teacher stops learning then the student will become the teacher when the teacher stops learning then the student becomes the teacher you always are learning as a leader always growing always developing how can i be a better leader not just a manager but a leader see there is a difference between management and leading can a manager be a great leader yes can a leader be a great manager? Yes. But the two are separate, yet they are very important to have. You have to have... Listen, managers manage systems, operations, equipment, organization. They manage the, the administrative side of it. Leaders manage the people. Leaders lead the people, I should say. Managers, managers manage the operations and the and the procedures and the policies and the organization, how we run things. Managers uh, manage the things we how we run. But but the leaders, leaders lead and influence people. That's what leaders do. And so, if you're in a managing position, you need to learn how to become a leader, and that is all about becoming a people person. Regardless of your personality type, you can learn how to connect with people of any type of personality. And that's why we do the, 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 the DISC model. The DISC, we teach people to understand, recognize and understand and interact with certain personality types. Know yours, know others, and learn how to connect. And that's why we have that, you know, that I speak and teach on as well. Okay, so abilities. Aptitude, aptitude, you're always learning. So not only does abilities, you must have the right abilities, you must also have the right aptitude. Do you have the right education? Now, education doesn't always mean academia. Matter of fact, I don't use academia as an A-list A because academia is a part of the aptitude, but aptitude is more than just what you learn from a school that you've got a certificate on the wall. Have you got life applications? Have you got real life applications? Have you led before? Uh, have you followed great leaders? Those are things to learn from. Anything that we can learn, experience from anyone else, their failures and their successes, that's increasing the level of aptitude that we have. The, uh, you know, there's many resources out there. There are books, there are conferences, there are seminars. In fact, I would say that if you're not taking advantage of conferences, leadership development conferences, connecting, communication conferences, seminars, workshops, those things, then you're not really invested in becoming the very best version of yourself. Because here's what I know. If you're in a position of authority, if you're in a position of leadership, okay, if you're not investing in yourself, you're not really investing in your people because they need the best you that you can be. And when you invest in yourself and your personal growth and your professional development, and you share that with them, you bring that back to the table, that helps them to grow. Matter of fact, that even wins you greater credibility with them. 
because now you know what you what you're talking about but you share that information that's the other thing don't be a reservoir be a river let the information let your influence flow from you don't keep it all pent up inside don't keep it all you know hey hey i'm not going to share with them because i need to know something that they don't know so i feel more powerful in fact i know more than they know and they don't need to know more than i know Okay, that is a boss. That's an indicator of a boss who wants to keep all the information only to themselves because they make everything about themselves. Leadership is not about you. It's always about others. And the final thing is actionable. Leaders take action. Decisions have to be made each and every day, each and every hour. What do I do? So leaders know and understand how to take action. They know when to take action. They know when not to take action. They know when they need to delay something. Matter of fact, my five Ds, I'll give this to you right now. My five Ds in making a decision uh, on anything and taking action is one, do it, delegate, dispatch, delay, or dump. There's some things that you need to do and only you can do. There's some things that somebody else can do 80% or better than you. As, as 80% as well as you are better, then you de delegate it to it. If there are things that need to be outsourced, like printing, uh, like uh, forging any documents or anything like that, if there's some things that you normally outsource, that's called dispatching. You need to make a decision on what needs to be dispatched. Then you need to also make a decision based on a priority matrix uh, by Dwight Eisenhower, the Eisenhower Matrix, and Stephen Covey speaks about it also in his book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But he speaks of that, the, the priority matrix. And so sometimes things are, are not urgent or important at the same time. Sometimes they're urgent but not important. Sometimes they're important but non-urgent. And sometimes they're not urgent or important. And so you can move those over to the delay box or if they have nothing absolutely to do with what your goal is and what what the mission of the organization is and what you want to achieve, then there's many things we have on our plates that really just need to get dumped and out of the way. And so you've got to make a decision. You've got to take action. You see, leaders take action. An inactive, an, an inactive leader is not, not leading at all. So you have to take action. So, my friends, those are the those are how to become an A-list leader, an A-list leader. Authenticity, accountability, accessibility, approachability, affirmations, abilities, aptitude, availability, attitude, and actionable. If you can check yourself in each one of these categories, and others can actually check as well that you fulfill each of these traits, then you, my friend, are an A-list leader. And that's what I have for you right now. Reach out to me if you'd like to know more about this, if I can break this down to you, or if you'd like for me to come and speak to your organization and your leadership and do leadership development training, communication, connecting, and DISC, uh, get in touch with me at j at jgolf.com. And I'll be happy to come in and serve you as well. All right, my friends, that's what I got for you. We'll see you on the next podcast.
Hey folks, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you took copious notes from this episode and thought, as a leader, how do I apply what I've learned today? How and what do I need to change to be a better influencer? And finally, who and how do I teach this to others? And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I ask that you subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Share this with your friends on social media and leave us a comment to let us know what you learned, how you're doing on your own leadership journey, and what and who you would like to hear on future episodes. Oh, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at I Am Today's Leader 2.0 and give us a rating on each of your favorite podcast formats so that we can go up in our subscribers and increase our influence and our reach. If you're a leader and would like to get your message to others in the Today's Leader community, then email us at todaysleader.net at gmail.com. Until we meet again, my friends, be blessed and lead well.